What is going on? It is episode 64, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. Do us a solid. Mash that like button. Mash that subscribe button. And then delicately, delicately <laughs> and gently caress. Remix. Caress that share button. Caress and let the your share know, button. Let your friends know about us. Josh is going into his... Uh, Post Valentine Barry White I, voice. I know. Man. So I'm what was kinda, that all about? I'm kind of wondering what's going on. That's super man, weird. I've been listening to Michael Bolton the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop. Anyway, I like Michael Bolton, man. What does he say? He sends uh, when a man loves a woman. Yeah, when a man loves and nothing else. How am I supposed to live without you, uh, Daddy's girl? I mean, there's he's got a pretty That's decent portfolio. Yeah, is Daddy's girl your favorite one? Shot? <laughs> hey, man. Really speak to you? Hey, man. As a dad. Oh, it hits you in the feels. Song, songs take on special meaning. Is that on your Butterfly Kisses playlist? Ten years ago. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of Michael Bolton. Kenny G, too. Yeah, I feel like you're... I mean, it, Are you, like, ironically a fan? Like, they're so ridiculous, you love them? Michael Bolton? Like, people who love bad movies? and No, it's just... Um, right, it's, not, it's not a... Okay, I posted a... If you if you look at it's art, just weird because you're not a middle aged woman from the nineties. Well, you, and, so you shouldn't and, like and I those about, guys. I was about <laughs> to tell you this. I was about to tell you this. Like, I posted. He came out with like it's essentially the the hits or something like that. It, it just came. It was just released. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking. You know, just trying to get an idea of something to listen to yesterday. And there it was, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so start listening to some of the classics. Um, but I thought it was funny that I'm listening to Michael Bolton. Uh, it's one of those things you just got to be in the mood for. I'm not going to go in and just obsessively look at it, you know, or well, listen to it, but, you know, if it comes across. So I just post a picture of the album on our Instagram page. Yeah, I saw that. You keep making us look great There's a on lot, the internet. a lot of middle-aged women who like that post. <laughs> <laughs> I went and started looking at some of the people who were liking it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who like Michael Bolton in a... Uh, yeah. That was another... Uh, that was another road trip tape that was listened to a lot. Oh, y'all had the Michael. Oh Bolton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, God, who's the other guy? It's uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Adams. Yeah, Brian Adams. Yeah. And uh, I don't like Brian Adams that much. Who sings the Sledgehammer song? That's like my my dad still listens to that one. Is that Peter Gabriel? Yeah, Peter Gabriel. Oh, I like Peter Gabriel though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We had some horrible music in the, <laughs> in the Ford Aerostar cruising down to hey, man. wherever. If hey. it sounds good. And Whatever I mean, tape he whipped out of that fanny pack was going to be gold to him, though. <laughs> Everything that came out of my fanny pack was crackers and potted meat. <laughs> oh. That's our poor man's road trip food. Y'all took potted meat? <laughs> okay, so uh, along those lines, um, I was working in Shawnee this week, and uh, when we were working out in the field, man, you just... You're like looking for whatever bathroom. So you go to whatever yeah. convenience store is close. Well, the dollar store was close. So I was like, well, I'll just go in there and use the bathroom. So I go to the dollar store. And as I'm coming back through the aisle, because they've got like a key on a fly swatter they give you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. return it. So as I'm walking back to return the key on the fly swatter, I'm walking down like the, the food aisle. And I notice they've got like a knockoff brand, like Vienna weenie, like sausage can thing. And I'm like, okay. Vienna? Whatever, how you Vienna? say Vienna? Vienna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna t- lie to you. Growing up, we called it Vieni Weenie. So, uh, who knows what it's really called? It, all All I know is they had a knockoff brand of it, like an off brand. It wasn't your typical like you right. see. And the first thought that came to my head is like, man, if you're buying the knockoff brand of those things, the struggle 
has gone to a new level because yeah. you know we yeah we definitely we did everything from from those little sausages which when you're a kid you love that junk yeah they're disgusting now yeah when you're a kid you love that stuff i still every once in a while i'll still go get like a can of like devil dam yeah and it's not the best thing in the world <laughs> by far but it's not terrible yeah vienna sausages i can't do yeah like they're, spam i remember loving spam as a kid loved it well yeah. like beanie weenies man you yeah. remember beanie weenies i hated that back in the day or too. we used to just eat uh my mom would take like uh hot dogs you'd cut them in half and then you go to the bottom and you cut like little slits and then you boil them and they spread out and they look like an yeah. octopus <laughs> so we would have o- octopus and macaroni and cheese oh. that was like one of my favorite meals but it's seriously i mean it's cool for kids but, my wife uh, my wife does that now yeah oh, that's man. definitely a, a kathy haynes thing yeah that's awesome that's yeah. awesome yeah i have to introduce Brittany to a lot of stuff because um i don't think uh i don't think they bougie well, no, not so much that. Just uh, Dude, yeah. the other night. Okay, so like pot, her sister is her the sister's other night a little a melting bit of a, pot. A little bougie came yeah. out. Oh like yeah, her true color started. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there's it's definitely in there. But uh, but no, growing up, I think her mom and her sister are both picky eaters yeah. a little bit. So there's just a lot of stuff they didn't they didn't ever eat because you know her mom wasn't ever going to throw it out there for them. Whereas you know my mom was just like. In well, a hurry had, and giving me whatever she could. Dude, we had a very, if I would eat it, she would buy it. And it, so, you know, I would well, go we, grocery shopping with her and we would get weird stuff. Sometime. We had a very strict, this is what I made. You either eat it, you don't have to eat it. Yeah. But you're not eating anything. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't get options. Yeah. Well, both my parents worked and we had that chicken farm. So we had to keep a lot of stuff that I could just kind of snack on around because yeah. mom didn't always have time to just whip. She did, though. She did put a meal together most of the time. But she still had to keep a lot of stuff around, man. Like everything from you know, like fried bologna and you know, like fried spam. I love that. So, do peanut butter and jelly is basically what I go back to. That yeah. do there was probably a span of scrambled egg sandwiches. That was another big days. one for us. There's a few days where all we ate were uh, bean burritos because you could buy a package of tortillas, yeah, for cheap. And beans are cheap, and you know, a little bit of cheese. Yeah, dude, man, I was in hog heaven. Oh, I can eat those all. Did you Damn. did you guys have the same process um, whenever, uh, say, like if your family had Christmas or something and your mom made the ham, all right? So if my mom made the ham, we ate, we ate of course, we ate, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it was, and we ate all the leftovers. But that ham was just, you know, this big, giant thing that never went away. We would eat on it and eat on it, you know. We'd eat sandwiches out of it. And then finally, when we got it down to where it was almost nothing, she'd throw it in a pot and make beans with it. And then we'd eat beans until, like, we were tired of beans. And then she'd take the beans that were left over, and she'd mix them with, like, Rotel and uh, hamburger meat and make burritos out of it. Mm. It was a process. Every Christmas, I knew what I was eating for the next month because that process, like, that's how it went, you know? So you got to feed those little things out. (laughs) Yeah, Denver rolls, man, like, kind of that. I got to be honest. What is a Denver roll? It's just a special roll my mom makes, man. Yeah. She calls it Denver roll. Because I know how you, you say things wrong a lot, and I was really no. wondering if they were dinner rolls, and you no, just call them Denver rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Denver rolls is what they're called in the house. Okay. I eat a ton of them on Thanksgiving. Like, Josh can't talk, so we call them <laughs> Denver rolls, and we've never told him why. <laughs> anyway, I eat a ton of them. Then the next morning, I cut them in half, put some butter and cinnamon sugar on it. Yeah. Throw it oh, in the yeah. oven for a cinnamon toast type thing. Yeah. Then I throw leftover turkey and macaroni and cheese in between it and have that's a good uh, sandwiches. Little, yeah. They're uh, turkey sliders or our Thanksgiving sliders, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So 
you know, my wife's always like, well, you know, there's so many people that's, and I'm like, you don't understand the concept behind Denver rolls. Like you make copious amounts of it. Way too many. You eat it for the next three or four days. (laughs) Not, oh, well, that's three rolls per person and not everyone's going to eat three. It's like, no, you need to average at least a dozen rolls per person because somebody's going to be eating that stuff for a week at least. Days and days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, all this throwbacks got me thinking of, you know, things I miss um, when, when I was growing up. Corey, I don't know if, if y'all used it or not, but you may have in Texas. We didn't use butter growing up that much. We had Crisco, and that's, I mean, potatoes got fried in Crisco. We made cookies with Crisco. Everything was no, made with Crisco. Man. The potato was only there to complement the butter. Yeah, yeah, we were definitely a butter a family. butter family. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I, I could literally take half a stick of butter and put it on a potato. Man, we ate a lot of Crisco, a lot of Crisco. <laughs> and then someone told you know the That's world <laughs> this is really bad for you, and everybody quit using Crisco. But you know, shortening is just lard, and yeah. Yeah. and all it makes the best chocolate chip cookie you will ever eat. Best. Oh, in place of butter. Yes, yeah. best chocolate chip cookie you'll ever <clears throat> eat. I don't know. Uh, it's fluffy and soft. It yeah. never gets hard and crusty. It's fantastic. Fried potatoes in it, you'll be like, damn, man, you know, vegetable oil is disgusting. Why, why have we been doing this to ourselves? No, we use Crisco quite a bit. Crisco's great. I don't even think I own Crisco anytime. Most people Crisco. don't use it anymore yeah. uh, except for, you know, people who now just you can buy never it completely got rid of it because they couldn't stand it. I think the last time I used it was to make, like, frosting because it's yeah. like powdered sugar and Crisco makes, uh, like, a almost like a butter type frosting yeah 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 well a lot of it probably just has to do with the you know the the lifestyle changes and the diet changes that people have gone through but it went out with the high fructose corn syrup (laughs) yeah yeah it just you know crisco is one of those things that you know i don't think it was just killing everybody but it wasn't it wasn't good for our lifestyles now it's like everything you know, lard and fat, animal fat is is good for you if you're burning a ton of well, calories. And that's, but that's the point. The point is, like everything, when you eat it in gluttonous amounts, yeah. like this country is <laughs> a, tends to do every now and then. This country, man, that's that's me included, because uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's we, what I'm saying is, but the thing is, is in all reality, is is processed foods is what's killing everyone. The preservatives, yeah, because. <clears throat> from you know my in-laws went to italy yeah and and they're in and macaulay culkin was on uh um rogan's podcast and he was talking about the food in in france mm-hmm. and he said you're not allowed in in the european countries you're not allowed to um have bread i mean for example bread uh or pasta or whatever that can't you can't go the next day yeah so you make it that morning and then at the end of the day by law, their FDA or whatever requires that they throw it away, and they so they so everything you eat in those areas is freshly made, yeah. has no preservatives to to keep it, and you can eat tons of it. It doesn't make you feel bad, yeah. and it, and people actually say it gives you energy, and they're able to do more, and and they don't have the obesity problem that we have here. Yeah, they put a lot of stuff in your food to make it work like you want it to. Right. You know. Next time you're eating a sandwich, if you're complaining that uh, that the bread's just getting soggy and falling apart, be thankful because they they use hair to actually keep it from doing that. That's why your tortillas at Qdoba and places like that you can't even hardly chew through them. The thing that gives them the structure is uh, it's something that they get from hair. They get hair 
in these factories and That's they disgusting. they put it in your food. Look it up, man. Bread, <laughs> no, tortillas, and all I'm kinds not of things. Look it up. Most Dude. of it, it's it because it's it's not so much. A, I don't think it's a preservative as much as it is a structural thing. But look it up. It's hair, and well, most of it comes from China. Check this out. My wife did something for some some one of her friends. I forgot what it was, but any any way to pay it back. We walked up to our front porch, and there were two freshly baked loaves of bread there. That's awesome. And hands down, best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I've ever <laughs> eaten in a long time. Yeah. You know, and again, it doesn't make you feel, you know, when you eat a ton of, of the preservative stuff, yeah. pasta, pasta, I can't really stand to eat a ton of pasta for that yeah. reason. It just yeah, makes I'm, me I'm... sick. But apparently, if you eat it in Italy, and it's it's handmade, and pasta is nothing but eggs and flour. Yeah. You know, you, if you have a pasta roller. Shouldn't jack with you that much, yeah, huh? I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's like. It's like, how yeah, they make my rice cook yeah, in one minute? There's something, <laughs> yeah, there's something going on here. So Homemade bread is a, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. Compared to the junk you buy in stores. And it's, it's yeah. just time and consuming. It, it's not even hard to make. Yeah. What's the chances we ever get our lifestyles to slow down enough to do stuff like that Never. in this country? Never. <laughs> that's no. the biggest thing is just our pace. Surprisingly, the, the best we, bread I've ever had was, was in Iraq. Yeah, they make really, really, yeah. really good bread. My good mom, flat bread and good just yeah. bread in general. My mom used to have a bread maker, <clears throat> and so it, it came with a pan. It was a little. It was almost like a little conventional oven set on the yeah. corner. And you just throw the the ingredients, mix them, let them sit in there, and it rises. Then you throw it in there, bing. Yeah. And oh man. Yeah. They'd bake theirs in like a like a mud style, almost like a what would you call it? Like a chimney, like a kiln thing. Yeah. Like a kiln. Yeah. yeah. They would build them until they would fall apart, and then they just knock them down and build another one. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it's it's we make things a lot more complicated to try and make things easier. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. It's so we can do it in a hurry, and yeah. we can do a lot. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Not- but speaking of speaking of sick, yeah, um, melting pot, yeah. I had my wife with the bubble gut for about a week. <laughs> I didn't feel good for two days. Yeah. Um. But I exercised, you know, I I went to the gym the next morning. And that helps. Day, so it, it you helps. Know, helped getting it out. But. You know I'm, what I I'm, think, I'm, I'm kind of looking at you like, I'm going to. What? Like it's my fault because I suggested it? Yeah. Well, yeah. my bad. It's a it's an awkward meal. I think it's going to mess up anybody. I don't think it's going to mess you up because of what you're eating. It's just how much of what you're eating. Because how, how often do you drink chocolate essentially I yeah mean, you're talking about like well, a cup of chocolate the, the majority of the food you had was chocolate which is super rich and then the cheeses they do you know have have a lot going on with them and then on top of that don't forget that you and your wife and most everybody at the table fried the majority in oil uh what you ate like yeah. I, I didn't fry I one thing hate, and i felt i felt fine i hate the idea of boiling meat yeah, it's disgusting to me. Not that all reality. Good. It was fine. I got the. No, I got the. So you can but say I, it. It's just. Yeah. I got the various a, types of steak and then just and just put them in that broth and and got anyway. Them. They were still yeah. pink on the inside. They were good. The yeah. German place that you took us to, in uh, Choctaw, Old Germany, Old Germany, like that's a good one. Legit. Yeah, that might be one of the better places to yeah. go eat. In my that's opinion. probably my favorite place that you've taken us. I haven't really minded the place out in. Uh, wherever the fried chicken place oh yeah Aishans. yeah that was that was pretty good people talk that place up i've also yeah. heard it's not worth it for the drive it's 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 good chicken and if you're in the area it's it's great but yeah. i will say that if you're going out there to drive 
you know, if you're going to drive that far and you're expecting, you know, to be blown away, remember, it's fried chicken. Yeah. You well, know, fried and, chicken's and, good and no matter where is, you go. Is, so is, it's not like it's going to be that much better. Yeah. But it is really good fried chicken. We rode together. And it's a cool, it's a cool so place we went to out, Yeah, we went out, out there to hang out. So riding there to and from was cool. I yeah. think that's the night we discovered Gogo Bordello. Yeah. And so... Yeah, the road trips are actually pretty that, good yeah, because it, of that. It, it holds a uh, very special place in my heart now yeah. because of that. Yeah. But, you know, the like the fried chicken's good, but it's a lot of fried food. So yeah. you have the same issue coming back from that we did from Melting Pot, you know, just kind of because it's a copious amounts of fried <coughs> food. I mean, just yeah. tons. Well, I know where we but, need to go for the next one, but it's a trip. It's a road trip. And uh, down by where you. But I was telling you about go to Krebs and go to Pete's place because your yeah. wife loves Italian food. So, yeah. What's the name of the place out in Lawton, the Bison Burger place? Mears. Mears. That's yeah. good. Mears yeah. is really good. It's a yeah. two-hour wait, though, man. Uh, it depends on when you go. Yeah, it yeah. depends on when you go. You, I've, I've gone and just sat right down before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I've gone, I've sat right down. It's because, well, I've gone in the in like like on a, like kind yeah. of a weekday type deal. Yeah. You, know? you can't go on the weekend. Cause you can't go on Saturday. Everybody like, from the base is going to be out there. Yeah, and, and you can't go on Saturday because people go to the park and hang out, and then that's yeah. what they yeah. do. Well, they go eat dinner at Mirrors. It's a really interesting drive, though. It's yeah. kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It would <clears> is. And it is. is a run-down-looking place. Yeah. But it's but cool. Back to Melting Pot. <laughs> Josh gave Josh gave Melting Pot a three, by the way. Three yeah. out of ten. Yeah. yeah. I like, think he's over exaggerating. Here's my here's okay. You can see in his face. Let's let's talk. He's being talk, dramatic. That dude let's was talk, smashing some chocolate. Yeah. Let's talk the purpose of let's talk the purpose of the night was to just hang out. Yeah. Right. Yep. I give it a an eight or a nine out of ten for atmosphere. from that perspective. Yeah. For the atmosphere. Because yeah. it was great. It was it was And that super cool dude that came out and said, like, How y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know he said Y'all doing good? Yeah. And it just it gave, gave us the finger point. Like, I don't even think he cared if we were doing good or not. I hey. think it was just more of a, I just checked that off, you know, off yeah. the list yeah. of things he to do. He was on top of the water, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, from the atmosphere, because it's a round table, you know, it is, it does take forever to eat something there. Yeah. And so, you know, from that, that just kind of hanging out and, and kind of socializing, very good place. Yeah. Food-wise, yeah. Yeah. Portions, negative one. <laughs> negative. Wait, wait, which, which part of the portions? Are we talking the meat portion? All of it, man. I, I Because they will bring you they bring you more, though, so you can't complain about portions unless you're the one standing no, on top they, of it but, requesting more. No, but what I'm saying, though, like, I wanted more cheese to dip it in. Like, they'll bring you more stuff to dip, but they won't bring you more dippings. Yeah. Uh, the meat they won't bring you any more of. No, and that was ridiculous. I, I was I was full. I you know the dessert dessert portion of it. Yeah, it was cool. They bring you t- uh, tons of stuff to dip. My only issue is is there were six people and only two burners. So trying to get six people to decide on two ways to cook it. Two I felt like we should have had three. Well, yeah. and and you have to be. So two is two is the max you can have. I know one time we went with another couple and they set us at one. And that's when we learned that you have to request two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that's that's kind of my point because. But it, it's kind of awkward for six people to be sharing two burners because you're kind of limited. I mean, you are limited yeah. to two different. And that's what I'm yeah. saying because, like, if, if choices, you know, we wanted we did the one where deep fried. I personally have an issue with uh, cooking my meat in water. <laughs> personally, yeah. boiling meat. So I would have preferred a grill. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But that smoked the place up though, because somebody did that. Remember, we walked in; it was super smoky. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, think the grill. I, I think been they're going to have much. to come up since that's but a that's, new that's thing. What I'm saying, I think they like, haven't got their ventilation up to speed. Well, there yet. is no ventilation. Yeah. Is the problem? And that's that's kind of my point. And they're going to have to have some chocolate, ventilation. Chocolate wise, um, you know, everyone want to put caramel or peanuts or almonds or whatever. You know, all the, and I just want it or toffee and and that kind of crap. Dude, I just wanted chocolate, man. Yeah. And it was, dude, it was yeah, like pulling teeth with some of those ladies, man. Like, dude. Hey. Yeah. But, but that's what, my what, point. The one we had was a million times better than what you had, man. No, just I regular hate, chocolate. I yeah. hate caramel. I could have just rubbed a Hershey bar between my hands until it melted. Yeah, well, <laughs> then bring me the Hershey bar and I would have eaten that. No. Yeah. That's it, what I'm turtle, saying. It's turtle just, will always trump just straight milk chocolate. Yeah. No, man. You're paying, you're paying for more Does turtle flavors. have caramel? Yes. Then I hate caramel. So what? you don't How like you a hate Snicker caramel? bar? Hmm? So you don't like a Snicker bar? Not really. Then you have what is no t- right to talk about anything exactly. because you are obviously a fool. Yeah, you're a trash person. But why, <laughs> what is your favorite candy bar? <laughs> uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Kit Kats. Reese's Peanut Butter. There was an option with peanut butter in it. Why didn't it you had, get that right? It had, no, it had chunky peanut butter. Oh, my goodness. This guy is super picky all of a sudden. He's calling your wife bougie? Yeah. Listen to this, dude. Hey, man. Oh, my it's goodness. It's not 60% cacao. I don't touch it. <laughs> Get out of here. Dude. I'm just telling you, man. I don't like... Does Carly cut the bread off your sandwich or cut the crust off your sandwiches? Yeah, I know, right? I'm just saying, man. I don't eat brownies with any type of nuts in it. I don't eat pancakes unless they're in the shape of my initials. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man. That's oh. that's it. You know? I mean, it's just... It's my preference. Yeah. We're learning know. a lot about you is what we're so, learning a lot Carly, about. Carly looked highly disappointed in your bowl. Yeah. She was dipping on ours a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. She she didn't want your plain Jane chocolate. Yeah. And that's my point. My point is, is dude, I would have been perfectly fine if I'm like, dude, I want my portion to be just chocolate. I would have been just fine if they'd thrown a Hershey bar in a ramekin, microwaved it till it <laughs> melted, and then brought it out. Dude, you know what they should do when somebody orders something like that? They should melt it in front of you and then take it outside and make you eat it by yourself. <laughs> That's what my mom would have done if I'd have been like, Mom, I'm not eating that. She'd been like, Cool, you can go eat outside with the cats. Hey, guess what? And I've done it before. I've eaten out in the garage with the cats because I complained about the food. And I would have and I would have been more happy than eating a nasty caramel or peanutty chocolate. Oh man. Well hey. It was good. Ours was good, Jeff. Yeah. Our I, chocolate was great. I think Josh is just uh maybe he's a little picky. Maybe we're learning a lot about Josh. Yeah. Anyway. Well But that's just my opinion about it. I don't know if uh personally you're gonna have me drop fifty dollars for a plate of food for just myself meat on a sword mm-hmm. or really old old germany is way up there as far as if you're gonna go spend some money on a, a nice meal and a unique but it's atmosphere. not that high it's not melting pot high though and that's another one it depends on what you get but most plates are 20 to 30 dollars and then yeah. if you get like the, the upper end steaks 40 to something right but, but that, that, that's a little expensive though no um, it's it's high but it's not guaranteed to drop minimum 50 there yeah but per uh, person. what what's great about it though is as far as atmosphere i think they win i think they 100 percent win oh yeah it's it great. was it was my favorite place it's it's great it's quiet yeah it's it's nice i mean it's it's got the authentic germany feel to it well, uh it's quiet and they do something that i love and they are slow well yeah which but is good i'm gonna i'm saying that's a good, positive yeah. thing when it comes to because I, I felt like the place, uh, that Mexican place we went to with the Englishes, um, that my wife didn't like. Tacos Don Nacho. Yeah, because you have to order at the counter. But it's the most delicious food. It, it's good. It's not Los Palapas, but it's good. 
Um, but the point being Los Palapas is like a Qdoba. I bet you it's or, horrible, dude. Anyway, it's like a point, converted atomic burrito. Yeah. The point being is, is you were in and out. I mean, it's like yeah. you order your food, you get in, you get out. Well, well, here's what's good about old Germany is it's one of those places that has, you're going to have, you know, like a, a waiter or a waitress who is going to come up and they're going to take care of your meal. But they've also got that guy. He's more like a host. And he walks around, and, and he'll he'll kind of wait on you a little bit. Guys, all right. But <laughs> he he is like every time I've ever been in there when he's there, and I, I wish I knew his name, but uh, he he's almost always there like at the main times. That guy is awesome, man. He he makes your evening even better. Uh, he just comes by and talks to you. Is and he the out. owner? I don't think so. I think he's just a host because the owner, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, it's like an old German couple or something maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not real sure. I, I I need to get more familiar with them because I do like going in there. But, um, you know, we would go at lunch when we were working in the area because, you know, about half as much. You know, it's a decent price and great food. Um, so we would do lunch a lot there. Yeah. And, and that's a good way if you want to try it out. I would say head up there on a weekday, you know, like find a Friday and just take a Friday off and, you know, go up there and, and eat lunch and you're going to love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> that other place we went to wasn't bad if they didn't have the German band blaring. The polka it. band? You know, right in our ear? Right next to us. Yeah. I mean, that was... Anyway. <laughs> well, let's move on, because I got something I need to ask you about. Right, go ahead, man. All right. So, not to not to be that guy that talks about last episode, but on the last episode, you told us that you had multiple burner accounts. Yes, I do. Is there a number? Can you give us a number, or or how secretive is this? Well, one of the I know because burner accounts there's a little bit of a secret to yeah, them. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm not going to give you the number. Oh. I will tell you that one of the burner accounts hashtag is burner. <laughs> 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 and that's on purpose. That's, All right. That's so when I comment on someone, they know that. Do you manage each account? Yeah. Does each account have a specific, like, thing of, like, people you follow that way that you're seeing that stuff so that you can comment, like, this burner account is for these things, no. this burner, they're all just, so you might attack one person from multiple burner accounts. No, like, no, 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 Like, no, no, Josh no. says something, no. then all of a sudden all these burners start no, supporting no. what Josh said. That will not, that will not happen. Yeah. Um, what the, the multiple burner accounts is for is if you block Josh Walker. Yeah you get burner account. <laughs> if you block that burner account, you get another burner uh, account. You see what I'm saying? So 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 it's not like I go in like I'm not like Durant where I I, I do a tweet and then I go in with a burner account and start, you know, liking all my stuff to to boot. What it is 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 cause you can block someone and they can't see you. They can't they they can do nothing. Yeah. Right? So the burn the multiple burner accounts just basically comes in from the fact that like if you block me I'm still coming in and, and going to look at what you see, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just, you can keep blocking me and I'm just going to keep coming back with another account and all okay. that. Does that make sense? All right. So it's not, it's not necessarily to boost myself. It's just more, uh, to keep the, keep in other up. words, so you, you just don't go away. Basically keep the blockers in check. You just, I don't even, you just don't I, go away. Well, I mean, if I even, block you, you just find a way to get back well, in, but I may not even comment on it. I just, I'm just going to go in and, and, and look at it. Yeah. Cause if you're hypocritical on it, I'm going to blast you. You know what I mean? I'm going to go, I'm going go to go. And that's how the top of the dude chain got tossed into the on accident. Okay. 
So instead of instead of clicking on boss talker or whatever yeah. you call yourself, burner. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, burner, burner, burner. Okay, yeah. and so, so that's, that's what happened. Okay, it, you know, and it, well, what happened in in reality is I, st- I still thought I was under my original account. Yeah, you know what I mean. As ridiculous as you are, if two of your burner accounts ever argued with each other, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that yeah, only happening with you. That'd be good. <laughs> like, but, oh wait a minute, that was me. I said no, that. No, what happened was is. <laughs> What happened? See, the thing is, is, is I get dude chain notifications. Yeah. And so, and dude chain follows me, obviously. And so, when I post something, I get a notification that Josh said this. Yeah. So, or that someone replied to Josh's whatever. And that's what happened. What happened was, is I got a notification that someone replied to, that Brandy replied to what I was saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I went in and I just hit, I just hit the notification when it popped up, not thinking and not realizing that I was opening up the do chain Twitter account instead of the old Josh account. And so then I fired off a comment and then she came back with, uh, something about do chain or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I messed up. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so, um, we're thinking about suspending your administrative <laughs> <laughs> rights to the top of the dude's paying Twitter account. That's valid. <laughs> no, man. I was just curious because the more I think, I'm like, man, how many burner accounts does he have? And what's he using these burner accounts for? Burner accounts just. How deep is this guy in the Twitter verse? It all just boils down to being a troll. It's, That's exactly. all it is. It is. He's it just is. a troll. And, it is. And it's, is that what the majority of Twitter is? Do you think it's like yes. maybe 25% legitimate accounts and the rest are no, just. No, 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 no. It's no, the no. biggest echo chamber in the world. Yeah. No. Where uh, nothing is real. Like, it's not bots. So I'm a real person. It's just me, you know. Well, whatever. I'm not talking about bots. I'm no, just but saying. I'm just saying so, but the point you not calling yourself yourself, you know, like. Just I can say anything because it's not associated to me. No one can really track it back to me. I don't know about. I that. bet there's more accounts like that on Twitter than that legitimate. Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure people have multiple accounts. Yeah. So, but because you see all these crazy names out there, when people start commenting on stuff, you know, like, all right, obviously they're they're just using this as a yeah. troll deal. So yeah, and and but the thing is, is the thing I like about Twitter, there was one. Here's here's ideally how I like Twitter working. Uh, someone made a comment. I forgot. Someone I followed made a comment. Someone else made a comment on that. And I just simply put uh, animated GIF or something of someone stretching. It was pretty funny looking. And just put, that's a stretch. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> this lady comes back and uh, says, um, you and I are going to have to agree to disagree. But that anime GIF was hilarious and made me laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I yeah, and I just I would respond to something like, you know, hey, respect you, whatever. Yeah. You know, that to me is is how it should be. Yeah. It should be if I'm gonna disagree with you, I'm gonna put something out there. You can find the humor in it. We can you're not understanding you're not gonna change my opinion on it. I understand I'm not changing your opinion on anything. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, you know, Marlon Wayne turning around and walking back that was you know yeah whatever it's it's not really a personal shot at you it's just my my opportunity to kind of come in and just say something and, and just vent some frustrations mainly that i have in real life you just happen <laughs> to catch the blow of, of me exploding on twitter yeah and and then when you come in and do shady stuff like that's why i get mad but if i mean if you're just like you know that's funny or you just don't reply at all i don't care <laughs> 
You know so you're I mean? just setting your sights on harmless. You're pulling a Liam Neeson, man. You're just walking around with a club. You don't even care who you hit. Well, <laughs> okay, that's that's I'm, a stretch I'm, because <laughs> I'm not looking for a particular. I'm just trying to paint you as negatively as possible I'm here. Try, I'm not looking for a particular race to blast because I'm not a racist. You know, but misdirected anger, man. Yeah. It's not even misdirecting. I'm just, I'm just calling. I mean, you're doing the same thing. It's just. You're doing the same thing people in real life are doing. And Whatever, guess man. When what? I want to talk trash, I just text you. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other thing, I just too. get in an argument with you. I pick a fight with you. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. It's more like, fun that way. Like last night, we, you know, yeah. we ganged up on what's his, on Chris. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's fun, you yeah. know? And I've been ganged up on, and it's funny. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't go into this stuff taking yourself too seriously... You yeah. can really have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you know, you know? I, I've got a, uh, I'm one of those people, you know, I don't stay in contact with my friends, um, like, super great, but, like, I stay in contact with them enough that, you know, whenever we talk, it's kind of like, you know, the last time you hung out with them, even if it's been years right. and stuff. And, you know, because I've kind of moved around and done a lot of different things in my in my life, uh, I got different groups kind of scattered out all over the place. And one of the things that's kind of a common denominator between all of them is just how much trash we all talk to each other. Yeah, and, it's fine. And now, now don't get me wrong. Now that's, I have, that's, I have. You my, know that's male toxicity, right? Well, whatever it is, toxic uh, masculinity. No, oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. So, Same tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. So, well, but you know, now my hometown crew, you know, the the guys from Southeast Oklahoma. Now they're, I would say, about ninety percent negative. Not a lot of, you know, hey, you did a good job, or hey, you look down. Can I lift you up? Even in our worst moments, I think we would still talk trash to each other. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Now, I do have some friends, though, that we do a lot of trash talking, but they're also the ones who are like, they're probably about 60 to 70% positive. Like, you know, they're, they're those dudes, you know, they got your back. They're like telling people good things about you, you know, and all that stuff. But when you get around each other, you screw with each other a little bit. But for the most part, yeah. it's all positive. You know that person's going out telling everybody how great you are. My hometown guys... They will spread lies about me, all right? Yeah, see, they me. will go around spreading lies about me to make me look as bad as possible to anyone, a stranger. Like, you know, yeah. Jeff one see, time. To yeah. me, that's, that's a little too far. <laughs> yeah. I think I think most dudes that talk trash about each other do it because they're friendly with each other. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, my, my wife gets mad at me all the time because that's kind of how I talk with people. Yeah. I, I'm blunt, but I'm always kind of sarcastic or I'm yeah. joking about it. There's a little bit of truth in everything you say. So whenever you're giving your buddy like a hard time, like if I, especially like on the police department, you know, if I screw up a call, which is rare, yeah. but when I do, you know, they're not going to drop that for yeah. like a month. They're yeah. just, but I think at the same time, it's their way of reminding you, you made that mistake. Don't make that mistake again. Yeah. You know, give you a hard time about it. Like everybody's done something that has followed yeah. them around. Like a rite of passage. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're doing good, people talk trash well, to you. So yeah. it's just kind of, and, and that's, you know, I'm probably more so than the normal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife has a friend, uh, Roberto's wife, mm-hmm. who <laughs> I I pester relentlessly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all good natured. Yeah, it's fun for you. Yeah, yeah. For this one party, <laughs> Josh Walker party of one. Yeah. Well, there have been a couple times where where I've I've kind of said something and I've thought maybe. Maybe that crossed the line. The and line so, between bully and buddy can be fine right, sometimes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I will. And so, I, and, and there have been times where I thought, you know, maybe that was a little too far. Yeah. It was still hilarious, and I don't take it back because it was hilarious. Yeah. But 
maybe it's a little too far. I just to make sure I didn't hurt her feelings, I will send her some like, "Hey, I just want you to know I'm just kidding. Yeah, nothing personal by it." And she, you know, walking she, it back. Yeah, I walk it back. Walk it back. I walk it back. <laughs> hey, sometimes you have to. And so, yeah, and there's, I nothing, there's nothing wrong with walking it back. Yeah, well, that's that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I it's know, just, right? It's just like uh, I walked back big time on Facebook the other day. Exactly. Big time. So I don't just, know if anybody just saw do that. It, man. Just do it though. Don't don't go and just say another lie to try and make the other lie you know more yeah. credible. But yeah. anyway, nonetheless, I can't be wrong, so I'm gonna keep just making it more ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll I'll tell her something like, "Hey, man, I'm you know I'm joking, you yeah. know I'll walk it back, whatever," and she will respond like, "I've got three brothers. That's how they treat me. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I can probably." And so and my wife thinks I don't like her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, she's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, listen, you know, like, if I didn't like her. I wouldn't talk to her at all. And that's it. And that's what I told her. I said, listen, I said. I, and I'll list some names of people I don't like. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, okay, I don't like this person. Yeah. Or I don't like that person. She goes, right, you never talk to them. I yeah. said, exactly. Yeah. Like, if I don't like you, I don't I don't go out of my way to let you know I dislike you. I just no. don't want anything to do with you. If, if that's the if that's how you gauge it, then you must love Roberto's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm big I'm a Big fan of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's pretty she's pretty cool. Yeah. And so and so I mean, does she annoy me sometimes? Yes. But But you know the thing is But do I annoy her? Probably so. You know what I I, I'll give her credit on is is she takes it well because she will give it. She will give it. And that's my point. And that's and that's just that's just how it is. And as long as it's understood I don't need my wife to understand yeah. it. She's given me a lot of judgy looks, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> well, that's the point. And so, I totally get it. I know why you're looking that, at me that way. Because, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, like, and that's just relationship. Like, for example, after my dad passed, dude, yes. you were sending me a bunch of Stallone gifs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But you and I have a relationship where... I give it, you give it, and that, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. kind of one of those things where, as if someone else had done it, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't know how to take it just because I didn't think we were cool like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it's it's one of those things where you just I I don't know you just have to understand people and yeah. kind of where they're coming from. Yeah, you know, I make light of a lot of situations that sometimes maybe aren't. Well, you know, one thing on. one thing I have to be careful of is. And I'll, you know, I always try to remind myself, you know, if, if you're the only one laughing, it's not funny, first of all. You know, like, I'm bad about pestering people to a point that, like, okay, like, no yeah. one's enjoying this but you, by the way, you know? Yeah. And I heard that a lot in school. My mom would, uh, you know, a teacher would have my brother, and then five years later, they'd have me. And mom would be like, you know, how's he doing? And she's like, well, you know, I was used to, you know, you know Jeremy, you know, he liked to cut up a little bit and all and, and stuff. And uh, she said, you know, so I, I knew Jeff, you know, probably have a personality and, and everything. She said, but there's a difference. She said, Jeremy always knew when to quit. And that's I was like, brother. I'm like, oops. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I don't, I don't yeah, know when to quit. Brother, my brother, you know. If I'm times. having a good time, I keep going. Yep, that's him. <clears throat> so I have to watch that. To like old men wig out on him, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like it's not funny from a parent standpoint or from the old man standpoint, but from the brother who's just watching this train wreck. <laughs> It is great. Oh yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I, I've done some some pretty wild stuff for the sake of comedy, and uh, 
Not everybody was laughing. Dude, man, there's, but there's sometimes where, and, and we've talked about this before, man, where I weigh the laugh to inappropriate ratio. Yeah. And like you said, that, that skill is highly skewed towards the laugh side. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, I will say some of the things that, so because of, you know, me being the way I am, it's probably the same way with you. If something happens to me, everybody gets an even bigger laugh because it just feels so good to them to yeah. see me being the one with egg on their face. Yeah. And, 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 as, and, and, you, and as long as you're cool with playing that, that's the thing. If you're cool with playing that part, yeah, then it kind of gives you leeway to be on the other end of it. Yeah. You know, when it's someone else, I would say probably one of the biggest laughs I ever got, um, was this is terrible. So we had to do a little project. It was high school science class and they, they wanted us to do like a project and just, you know, one of those, like a kid would do. I don't know why we were doing it in high school, but so I was just going to do something over gravity. And I was like, I just threw it together that morning. I was like, I'll just use gravity. And, but because I never do anything simple, I wanted to not do it in the classroom. And I said, I want to go to the auditorium and I want to use, you know, like the, the little rolling steps, like you would use in a warehouse to get to the top shelves or uh -huh. whatever. Well, we had those, you know, to get up to the mezzanine and stuff. I rolled that out into the middle of the stage in our auditorium. And I went up there, and that's where I was going to, you know, drop all the different stuff. And, you know, and I, I had different things and all this other stuff. Well, I had a tennis ball I was going to drop. And I looked down, and my friend Leah wasn't paying attention. So I threw the tennis ball, and, man, it just drilled her right on the forehead as she was talking to somebody. She got livid instantly. Instantly. And, you know, they kind of had to calm her down. And I was like, you know, chill out, you know. And I do, you know, my little deal and everybody's like yeah yeah you know it's time of class well i'm just kind of getting my stuff and i turn around to step off that thing i fall pretty much all the way down it <laughs> and my ankle catches on something and then it just hangs me there and my ankle was jacked it was it was bad sprain for a long time but man whenever i hit the floor and my ankle's still hanging on that thing all I could hear was the thunder of laughing all around me. I was like, oh, and no one was laughing harder than Leah. I could just hear her echoing over everyone. It was yeah. that. It was the happiest day of her life. Yeah, she got to see karma take it right there. <laughs> I mean, instantly. It took me out. It took me out bad, and I mean, I I deserved it. I earned it, and I, you know, I deserved and that, and all that's the, the laughter. Thing. I mean, and that's the point, man. If and that's that's probably one thing that I can't stand are people who dish it. But when it comes time for them to take it, yeah, then they, that's when they. And I wasn't good and, at taking it. I was a man. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't think you would have liked young Jeff Tucker. Well, but you grow but, into uh, it. That's you know, it, it's something that I definitely matured out of. But it took me a long time, way longer than it should have, to like get out of that. Just I don't know. I, I, I guess I was just one of those kids that didn't see anything other than from my perspective because I was I was pretty obnoxious a lot of times. Yeah. So, but you know, I, hopefully, again, I'm mostly out of that. Yeah, but and and that's the thing. Like I said. People take themselves too seriously, man. Or, yeah. You know, first off, probably a little bit narcissistic. Yeah. And self-centered. Yeah. Selfish, you know, and all that. You know who that describes perfectly? Who's that? Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> who will be blowing up on Twitter today because he sold out. Yeah. yeah he In a big way. How much did he get? 80 million? 60 to 80. 80. Yeah, yeah. 60 to 80. Yeah. That's... that's, that's <laughs> conservative that's Here's about as good as any contract he would have gotten well he's oh, that's, that's better. better yeah that's, that's better than quarterbacks any contract. get overpaid though well he got paid 100 million i mean don't yeah forget, but don't one, forget some of the guys who have big contracts right now yeah but i mean like a number one draft pick is getting like what like 50 something million 
No, 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 no. You can't. You can't make more than. Uh, well, what did uh, Jam- what was his name? Jamarcus Russell. What did he come in? It was like oh, 52 oh yeah, million. but n- the new CBA now doesn't allow it. After gotcha. Sam Bradford signed the eighty million fifty seven yeah. guaranteed, something like that, <laughs> it went away. Yeah, gotcha. and now you can only now I think you can only I don't know the numbers, but it's a fraction of what Bra- I mean, a small fraction of what Bradford. Yeah, for that reason. Now, here's the issue. The issue is is you can look at it two ways. You can say that the NFL's guilty of it. Boy, NFL does look super guilty in this right. because they don't pay nobody. The only people they've paid is the concussion stuff. Yeah. And then Kaepernick, they didn't pay or they didn't uh they didn't back down on anybody no. else. And and no, these yeah. guys were superstars. But like you gotta, did they didn't they didn't back down on Brady. They didn't back down on Zeke Elliott. They didn't back down on none of these superstars, but they backed down on him. That's well, he but in 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 the NFL's defense, <clears throat> he signed an NDA. So yeah. he can't talk about it. Well, Here's so the point it, being is is now you can look at it as a business decision on the NFL because there's no doubt that the Kaepernick has 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 created an issue with the NFL. Still number one, but if you compare the NFL of of yesteryears to this to now, it's declined. Yeah, still the number one you know watch you know programming on TV during football season and all that. But in America. In America, but still declined well, in comparison. One of the one thing, I, just from what I was hearing yesterday and and everything, I don't feel like this is a a win lose situation. It's either a win win or a lose lose. It's a lose lose, and and that's I think that's where people are going to be divided. I don't think anybody is going to say that one person won over the other. You either see this as yeah, it's good. Now we can get back to football. It's a win win because Kaepernick made his point because the NFL paid him off. And the NFL, it gets to get back to business because they don't want to be involved. The whole point of this was they don't want to be involved in things that aren't football. Mm-hmm. They just want to be involved in football. So in that scenario, it's now, a win-win. But if you look at it as he sold out and the NFL looks guilty, it's a lose-lose. Now, I'm going to look at it like this. Malcolm Jenkins, who is a cornerback, right? But I think he's the head of, of something. Okay. Something that, that – and I don't keep up. I don't keep up with and, politics and, and, football very yeah, well. Yeah, so. and, and and that's why I'm, I'm I'm not really. I don't know all the details, but essentially Malcolm Jenkins basically was was organizing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, personally, I think Kaepernick just got cut sulking, and he turned it into a, a movement, right? Okay. But again, it's one of those things where how it starts and where it ends are you know irrelevant. Yeah. You know, he could be. I'm not going to question his sincerity. Maybe he. He was, but now it turned into a social issue, and he wants yeah. to run with it, and he's passionate about it, and I'll give him that. But then, you know, and again, that's my opinion; and it means nothing. But the point being is, Malcolm Jenkins took this Kaepernick issue and organized it, yeah, in a way to, in my opinion, legitimately try and and take the movement, <clears throat> yeah, somewhere. You know what I mean? Uh, and Malcolm Jenkins has an issue with Kaepernick and Ed Reed now. Is it Ed Reed? Or not Ed Reed. Eric, uh, Eric Reed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has an issue with him because he's calling them sellouts. Yeah. Because in his opinion, he's looking at them as this was more for money. It wasn't. And yeah, it was. Paid, I mean, and less, and less about the, the political activism. Yeah. Because for the past two years, Kaepernick has been Martin Luther King. He's been Malcolm X to this this movement which I'm going to go ahead and call it a false narrative too because the main point is police brutality, which statistically is incorrect. But to go from that, 
that I mean, that's almost like Martin Luther King getting ready to march, and he's like, "Hey guys, the government just cut me a check for fifty million. March is canceled. Go home. Appreciate it." <laughs> yeah, and and that's how you look at <laughs> it. Because and, now he can't say a word about the NFL, and his whole and, thing was about racism well, within the NFL, the collusion. Exactly. And here's my. You know, uh, he's been criticized about using that as his platform by um by a lot of people too. Like you know, you you could have done this without using the NFL as your platform. Right. And and you know so. And that, but here's my issue. Is Trump supposedly the most power man, powerful man in the country? Obviously, we have a checks and balance system, but still, the President of the United States has brought you in to open dialogue on this. Yeah. And you refuse to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, you can say it's because he's a bigot, whatever. Um, but, you know, in their defense, Kanye and, and Kardashian went in with prison reform uh, as the topic and as the activism that they were pushing, brought it to him, and we signed a bipartisan law that adjusts prison reform. Now, you're not going to be able to give someone life for a dime bag of weed, yeah. which we were in the, in the past. Yeah. And so from that perspective, the dialogue was opened and action took place. I mean, you whether you hate him or not, if you just look at the straight facts of, of what happened there, two people took a concern to the president, the president listened to it, and then he made took action to resolve a situation that most America would probably agree was uh, a ridiculous set of circumstances, hmm. right? So when you, Kaepernick, have been invited, or Eric Reed or whoever, have been invited to the White House to open the dialogue to try and cause the change, you've refused to do so. Yeah. And then turn around and take $80 million to no longer talk about it again. You, you, the light that, that it's, it's painting, whether you're, you're objective, you know, whatever it is or not, looks negative. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and I think that's the issue that Malcolm Jenkins has is, you know, you're not doing anything to try and push the movement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, all right. Which we're, we're winding it back a little bit though. I mean, you're glossing over a few things. Kanye West got dumped on by the black community. I agree. They uncle tommed him hard I for agree. even talking to the president. And he actually got something done versus turd burglar over here doing absolutely nothing and taking a paycheck. Well, like that, I guarantee you that cost Kanye West millions and millions of dollars to go and talk with him and wear the MAGA hat and do whatever, and then try and take his point to the black community and be like, "Hey, listen, we got to talk or else nothing's going to happen." Well, I'll, but, I will but, say, and, one thing. and and the whole going to jail for your entire life or a dime bag of weed is just totally false. Yeah, there's a but, tons of ex- they, there's armed robberies, there's gun charges, and then that dime bag is the final straw. They've yeah. had fifteen no, I, strikes. I, I That's agree. how you get pulled over to get arrested well, for your warrant. Right, but, right. But he did pardon that one lady. But I do agree that drug charges should never probably be life in prison. But yeah. the, and, but that's the point. The and point we've done is, away with that. The point is, is, is the people that, if you look at the cases of the people that they brought to him as an example, they were bunk cases. First-time yeah. offenders who were getting <clears throat> maximum penalties. Yeah. And, 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 and in that argument, you have that piece of trash at Stanford who was caught red-handed raping a woman and gets six months. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what they brought to it, and that's what they reformed. Is like, hey, there's got to be a new set of whatever. Now, that was a crooked judge and all that, but the point being is, is that the perspective's still there. Police brutality is, a, is, to me, a good thing 
in the sense, even if like, and, and I, and I, and I, I think the statistics are probably skewed. You know, I would say probably you look at a, a bad racist cop. That's just one look. That's Liam Neeson. Some, uh, a group of people is probably less than 2%. You oh, know far. I mean? It's like 0.002%. Yeah. But, but from a statistical standpoint, you want that to be 0%. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want uh, someone being shot for because a cop has a bad day, but at the same time, from the other end of it, it makes it safer for cops like Corey on the street because you don't have that animosity based yeah. on that. You know, and, and because and we've talked about this before, people take the worst case and they apply it to the entire group. Yeah, you know, so if you can get as many racist cops off the force as possible, it benefits everybody. It benefits those who are being racially profiled, but it also benefits the cops who are just out there to do their job and protect and serve, and keeps them, you know, makes it a little bit safer for them as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. so there's nothing wrong with the movement of, you know, let's let bad cops face justice the way they should, but let's keep it objective. Right. And we and, and here's the thing: we arrest our own more often than you probably hear about for doing stupid stuff. We right. fire people more often. Right. And you probably hear about for doing stupid stuff. But here's the thing. You're more likely to die from stairs, shark attacks, being struck by lightning, like all these things. Right. But we, we gloss over all that. Right. We're, we're demanding perfection from human beings, which is never going to happen. Right. We, we might as well march on the cashiers at Walmart. We might as well march on Wall Street, the White House, Congress, everybody else, because they're far more crooked than police officers, statistically. Yeah. No, I okay. agree. You can you can pick something and argue about it all day, but until you're willing to talk about black on black crime, you have nothing to stand on. Absolutely nothing. Well, because I've picked up so many dead bodies off the streets over a dime bag. You want to talk about a life sentence? How about a death sentence over a freaking dime bag? Right. Mm-hmm. And, but and people want to sit point. here and they want to preach about bad cops. It's not. It, it's a thing, but it's to be expected I, because we're human beings. Right. And that's the point. The point is, is you look at. Uh, you know, like Chicago, for example, you know, you, you, you know, someone brought up, I forgot who it was on Twitter that, that, uh, a cop shot someone else. Uh, and, and I think it turned out being, you know, a legitimate shooting, you know what I mean? And someone, you know, you know, wigged out, you know, that this has got to stop, yada, yada, yada. And someone brought in like, Hey, what needs to stop is, this, you know, they, they talk about Chicago about a, like a four year old girl who was shot in a drive by between, yeah, you know, whatever. Why in this getting national attention? Why is this questionable scenario getting national attention, and this over here isn't? And they lamb blasted this dude like quit trying to, you know, whatever. And I think the thing that we have to look at is you got to question why the media is doing something. Because I don't think we can trust the media, personally. Well, I obviously, you have a cue on your hat right now. Question yeah. the narrative, <laughs> well, baby. Let me, let me rewind, because I haven't had a chance to really say much. But um, first of all, on the, the Kaepernick versus Kanye, um, if you want to question Kaepernick's intentions, honestly, I don't think anyone has more questionable intentions in anything they do than Kanye West. So I'm not questioning. You know what I mean. In, so I'm not like, questioning his I wouldn't intentions. say you're comparing apples to apples there, um, in in what they did and how they were received and and all that. But that's really all I have to say about that because I don't. How, I didn't, how so though? 
Like if you, if you, if you, Kaepernick was invited. Kanye has admitted he has mental illness and is not in control of what he's doing. But the point being is, is they were invited to like, discuss. And if that's an issue. a lie, he's even more ridiculous. But I'm just saying he was invited to discuss an issue with the most powerful position in the United States of America. Okay, if Donald Trump asked and you to come talk to him, first thing that comes to my mind is it's a trap. I mean, you're going to go to the president who obviously he's going to he, he's he going to murk you in the Oval Office. No, he can. He dude, what makes him so good <laughs> is his ability to to push. He is brilliant at it, man. He's push brilliant what? at it. Look how he pushed the NFL. The NFL wanted nothing to do with Donald Trump or Colin Kaepernick. The NFL owners totally shirked. All Donald Trump had to do was make a couple statements and the owners all started scampering, man, and they started scampering to fix and make him happy, man. Okay. He's a powerful dude, and I don't mean because he's the president. But he, I mean, Donald Trump is an influential man, maybe one of the most influential men we have on our planet Yeah, right but now. Kaepernick, Kaepernick took Whoa. an easy road. He latched himself onto a movement that was already in place, and he used it to make money for himself. That dude has not done anything. He hasn't enacted any change. He's only infuriated people. And that's my point. He's not. He has. Well, he has I'm done not nothing. saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying comparing Kanye, them. And Kanye, don't, don't get me wrong. Kanye's not a role model. Kanye took a massive, massive hit. Might yeah. have even tanked his career. Probably not. But took a massive hit to go and make a point to the president, and he enacted change, not for his own benefit. Here's here's the issue with to Kaepernick. me. To me, it's almost like. Here's it the it, it issue is apples and oranges, and one's an apple, and one's a turd named Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Here's the issue, though. Here's the issue. Kaepernick, at one time, was the hottest name in the NFL. His, that one year? For like two months. Two years. Yeah. He, he, he smoked the Packers. He was the next best thing. This is the new age quarterback. Well, yeah, yada, he, yada, he yada. got everybody talking about the spread offense in the NFL and that it could work. Do nothing. Nothing from him then. Then he gets benched, and then all of a sudden he wants to be political activist. The... Uh, supposedly the Ravens were going to sign him, and then he went off and and yeah, I don't know. And, say, and, and, so, and I haven't followed him closely. Point, but the point being is, is, is there? If you look at the timeline of Kaepernick, and now him signing this million dollar agreement to not say anything, you look at his timeline. It doesn't look like he's trying to push the activism as much as he's look. He's using it to benefit Colin Kaepernick himself. That's that's the viewpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was the hottest name. He didn't say anything. Then he gets benched, and all of a sudden he wants to be an activist. Then he's going to get signed again, which was the issue that he was having, and then he turns around and posts uh, an extremely racist uh, picture about Ray Lewis and, uh, and, the, and the Ravens ownership and sabotaged that. And then he turns around. He's been getting paid by Nike the entire time he's been doing this. And then on top of that, now he has signed an agreement to not say he turned down a a, a, a visit with the president to discuss the issue of mm-hmm. police brutality. And then after all that, so that all looks like you know he's, he's he doesn't even care about it. And then he turns around, and signs an NDA for eighty million dollars, not to say anything, and drop it. Yeah, it looks like he's been getting paid at every turn. Point. And that's the point. Whereas in, like he was saying, Kanye, the dude's getting blasted. He wears a MAGA hat. Everyone hates him. He wears, he goes to the, you know, he walks out of Trump Tower in New York and they have a picture of him walking out with President Trump and they blast him. And then he, you know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, but but understand, like with like what I'm saying with Kanye, though, and why I think it's, and maybe it's not different. I don't know, because I don't know 
I don't know what is motivating Colin Kaepernick. He could have been just sulking because he got benched and then turned it into something, and I then agree. the snowball effect started happening. I agree. And then the next thing you know, everything just starts working because society, you know, Twitter society especially, sort of started using him as this, you know, centerpiece, and he really didn't have to do as much other than, you know, just play it quiet. Right. And now, you're probably right. I'm not going to take that away that that's, that's potential, but what I'm getting at with Kanye is the things that he did – aren't that much different than what a lot of famous people like him do. Britney Spears going crazy and shaving her head. You know, uh, Miley Cyrus, you know, shaking the Disney thing by, by going wild. Man, people act out. They do things because what famous people realize is negative attention is attention, and you don't want to become someone people aren't talking about because they'll forgive you this quick when you, when you go back to giving them what they want. But the thing is, you got to keep your name at the top. And if you can't do it with the good things you're doing and with your talent – Sometimes you got to get negative publicity, but the main thing is you're at the top. Your okay. name is up here. You're key. getting, you're getting. People are, are tweeting you. People are so retweeting you. People are doing all these things that make your brand make money. So with Kanye, I just think it with him, it's kind of obvious that he's just kind of doing crazy stuff to keep his name out there. I don't know that he's doing. Dude, I read that the exact opposite. That's yeah. weird. You, so you think That's you think that Kanye? That you think that Kanye? I think Kanye was at the top and now he's not. Yeah. And I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that I know his true intention. I do think. Didn't that, he go broke and the, and right the dude, before that? And the dude might be mental. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. He's married to a Kardashian. He's never going to be broke. Yeah. I mean, well, but. That does make a case for the mental. Yeah, like, exactly. Every dude that's gone through that that family but, has yeah. come out. But the dude brought up a good point. The dude did sit down with the president, which nobody else is willing to do. They just want to call him a racist from their own echo chamber. But and, that, that, I, and here's here, here's what I don't understand. And I got in this, an argument with my buddy at work. And, uh, you know, of course, he argues it the liberal way where he just wants to scream as loud as he can and like, <laughs> not let you get your point in. He wants to reduce it down to a yes or no answer, which yeah. you can't do. Like, no, there's like, no hey, yes or no. When it's all hashtag, buddy. that's what Brandy did on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah still salty. Yeah, it's the whole, like, <laughs> hashtag yes still or no. salty. Yes or no. <laughs> and the whole thing was all these people, these rap moguls and everything that used to just ball with, you know, they were just ballers with Donald Trump all the time, flying on his jets. They were hanging out in Trump Tower, arms around him. He's putting money in their pockets and vice versa. Now they're just, they're blasting him. Mm -hmm. And he's the exact same person. He's still a Democrat. He's just mm -hmm. a Republican president. But he says the exact same things that Bill Clinton was saying back in the 90s. And people love Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. But why all of a sudden now is he a racist? Yeah. Is he doing anything different well, than what he was doing back in the, the 90s? But the point being is, is, is I don't understand how meeting with the president is a negative thing. Yeah. But anyway, his, his argument was, well, you're saying that people, people can't change their opinions of somebody over time. And I was like, yeah, absolutely they can. But everybody? Yeah. Everybody when this guy appears to be the exact same person that he was? Like I I don't I don't like Donald Trump as much as like a lot of people on the right do. I yeah. think he's I think he's an idiot, but I think he knows business and I think he's running Well, he's the, influential. I think he's he gets things done. And I think he's running the country in a, a fiscally responsible way. Yeah. He's influential. He, yes. That's his that's yeah, his yeah, greatest yeah. asset. And I think he's stuck to what he said he was going to do more so than a lot of other presidents we've had in the past. Yeah. That aside, you know, whether I, I again, I don't know the guy, so I can't say whether or not he has changed. But I just think it's weird that all these people that thought he was the coolest guy back in the 80s and the 90s now are just calling him a racist that won't come to the table to well, talk to him. And, and, and they just want to blast him from a million miles away. And, and forget the whole Trump part of it. Just any like whoever the president is. I mean, if you have an opportunity to meet with the president about something that you're trying to 
to be an activist for. Mm-hmm. You why, did. Why wouldn't you yep. go to the president? I got you. Worst case scenario, Donald Trump tries to Donald Trump you, and you just come out and be like, that dude was a chump. Yeah. This was all a publicity. I mean, you could you could spin it <clears throat> however you want when you're done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, look. I mean, you, you know, look, Chappelle did that one time. He went on a, a news show, and uh, it was just like, you know, when the argument started happening, you know, you could tell he was just looking around like, yeah, the, the one guy was like, oh, your jokes are sub-sophomoric. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> this is crazy. He's, he's like, like uh, okay. But that's, <laughs> that's, but that's my point. Is, he just kind of he just kind of pulled out. I was like, okay, I thought this was serious. I thought we were going to do this, but I guess yeah. this is just a, yeah, a yeah. blast station. Yeah, <laughs> but then, and that's the thing is you could, but you could have made it like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you didn't, you know, and, and you could have let people. I mean, I, I don't understand what meeting with somebody to try and yeah. get something done. How it how it's a negative thing. Yeah. And I will say, and then, you know, the last thing, the point I want to make is just on, um, you know, when you start talking about corruption in police departments, uh, especially talking with Corey, you know, it sounds like we're pretty blessed in the Oklahoma City area that for the most part, y'all run pretty good. Like if someone makes a mistake, y'all address it. Y'all don't. To be a, to be a, a, a city that gets skipped over, like in most regards, like the thing that's legitimized us the most in the past 50 years is a basketball team. We're number five in the country and we have been for like a decade. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, it's not like there's no crime here. We're for, crossroads for, for crime. Yeah. For pay benefits and just the public opinion. Yeah. Like we're, we're always like 90% positive. Yeah. For, and so, and so I, and I, again, I have to understand that that kind of puts me and I've used this like three times now, like in an echo chamber, because it's like in my area, it's it, people have a better opinion of us, but yeah. you still hear that uh, you're racist. You just pulled me over because I'm black. I know, I'm like, right? well, yeah. It's also 23rd and King. It's two o'clock in the morning. Your windows are tinted. I have no clue who's in that car until I walk up to your window. Yeah. I, I, I never do. Yeah. But statistically, are you going to be in my area? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like 90% well, to 10%. But I, I think I think the big thing is, is in, and probably what, what probably is the misjudgment is that you won't, you won't deny that there are bad apples out there. Right. But that is a, that's an invalid argument because again, we're humans. Well, there is no, no, no company, no, no. but that's, where, I mean, Hey, Let's look at the Dude, church for five you. seconds. Yeah. Let's look at the church for five seconds. The church has problems, and we're probably some of the, in our own personal no, opinion, no, no, the better no, no. people. But here's yeah. the We're point. the salt of the earth, and here's we still point, have some though. pepper in there. Here's yeah. the point, though. The point being is is that you will admit that, and not, not on, on Oklahoma City. I'm just talking in general. There are racist cops out there. Well, yeah. I guarantee you, you go to some small East Texas town, well, and, and that sheriff... Is a racist, and let me let me get to where I was going. You, and so the point being is 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 what I think gives you clout is you want you know because we've had conversation you won't deny the fact that there are some bad ones out there. Yeah, but and again, if, that's not a valid argument for an no. entire movement. And I'm not no 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm just saying the point. You button on this guy. I can't get a point <laughs> in. Josh, but I'm putting the camera fine. on you. But, Jeff, but, Jeff, but, camera's on you. Go. But the but the, but the point right, is, I mean, what, my point that I want to continue making because Jeff's not important. All right, man, let me talk for a second. But no, what what I'm getting at with where I was going is Corey. You know, works uh, in the Oklahoma City area, and I, I feel like you know overall. You know, it looks like it's a good it's a good department. When you talk about these racist cops or these bad cops or these things like that, usually it's not it's not in good departments where you're having a problem with this. I think the problem is is you have corrupt departments. Agree. And that corrupt department screws things up because A, the statistics are probably skewed because they're not addressing or reporting incidents. Agree. And things and what we've got to do is we've got to figure out the people 
who are at the top of these corrupt departments, and we got to work on that. Agreed. So, you know, because really it, it gets corrupt from the and top that, that down. That goes back to what I've he's, watched Serpico, all right? That's, I know goes, how it works. That goes right. back to what he said and said more the corruption is less about the, the foot soldier or the guy on the street and more about the political offices. But they're executing it, and they wouldn't be able to execute it, and those types of people wouldn't be the ones out executing the, the plane yeah. in the field if the people in charge – we're doing their job, and if the people around them were keeping them honest and being like, you know why so many uh, bad messages come from the pulpit? You know, you hear churches who start spreading bad messages like this Joel Osteen with his health and wealth, and he gets everybody on this system of Christianity that has nothing to do with the Bible. Right. The reason that's allowed to progress is because people sit in the pews and don't raise their hand and say no. But the, They listen I, to it. So the people around need to be accountable because they do have to hold the department accountable. The people who are in charge need to be accountable, and we do need to get these departments taken care of because where these departments are, they're the reason you keep seeing videos and we keep having incidents, and it's the reason why Corey, who is a good cop in a good department, gets backlash because of what a crooked department somewhere else is doing. And I, I was in Tulsa for a while when they were having a big issue. And what had happened was it turned out a lot of these cops were getting paid by the drug dealers to allow things to happen. A name got spouted off, and the next thing you know, there were people dead everywhere. The murder rate in Tulsa skyrocketed that year. And it's because criminals and cops who had decided to be criminals were working together. And then when names started getting dropped and when people started getting busted in the department, all of a sudden people started turning up dead. You know, and on both sides, I'm sure. And I'm just saying it's... What happens is these departments get corrupt, and those departments, where they are, we need to figure out where they are. We need to isolate them. We need to address yeah. that. But we can't but put still, the blanket statement yeah. out there and again, that saying, all cops are bad. We're saying departments as a whole when it's – I'll go out on a limb and say it's pockets within departments. Pockets. Norm, normally maybe like a group of guys that run together. Yeah. And like you said, when, it, when somebody finds out, normally not a blind eye is turned. It goes up the chain, and then they all end up getting waxed. Uh, I mean, we've, we've fired and arrested our own plenty yeah and that's here's the point i'm trying to make the point i'm trying to make is the narrative is that all cops stick together regardless that a cop is going to stick up for a racist cop just because he's a cop because of this brotherhood that's the narrative that's being painted right and i think the reality is is that a group of men that are cops if they knew that somebody was hunting down a certain minority of people in order to try and give them a reason to shoot them would have an issue with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? <clears throat> That's the opposite of the narrative. I think every cop out there, the A thinks that one, there's no room for racism on the force. Correct. Right. And B, if you are guilty of a crime, like you said, uh, if you are a criminal who is a cop, good cops want that individual off the force and once that individual tried and persecuted to the fullest extent of the law and justice be served. Man. Right? And that's my point. My point is the narrative is we don't want that because the cop's a cop and we stick together. Whereas in the reality is is get the bad apples out of there because it, it makes it better for everyone, including us who are trying to, to in, in reality, make things better. Yeah, and, and definitely the thing that we want to make sure that's not happening is that there isn't that fraternity of people who are covering for each other developing right. and that we have people who keep each other honest and we have people who aren't afraid to hold people accountable because we're seeing that and it's not this is this is rampant this is not in any one department this is across the board altogether whatever group you associate with 
you start getting this fraternity like sense and next thing you know you just agree with everything they say and you're against everything they're against with just you know a, a big wall between you and you know the Honestly, we need to hold each other accountable right. and be and like, no, you're wrong, actually. You're, well, and that's you're the going point. too far. I don't care that we're on the same side of this topic. You're going too far And now, that's the point. The and point I don't agree with you anymore. We paint everything with a broad brush, yeah. and it's not like that. You can't yeah. look at this single incident where a cop shoots somebody as police brutality. Yeah, but we can't sit around and do nothing when that kind of stuff's and, going and that's, on. And that's the other point, yeah. too, is that's, the, that's why the movement that Kaepernick has, I don't necessarily have an issue with the movement because – if you can it, it, say it's it's I don't just say it's just a small fraction of cops. Let's get that small fraction of cops out of there. So one, they quit giving the majority of cops a bad name, and and and, and then we won't have these issues. Yeah, but it's like with any type of criminal activity, you have to prove it. You're innocent until proven guilty. Right. And what we're working off of, especially on y'all side of this conversation, is assumptions. We're assuming that there's bad pockets all over the place. We're assuming that there's entire departments that are racist. Right. All no, we all uh, we no, can no, go no, off no. of all we can go off of is proven statistics. I'm not. Right? I'm not. We're and not. The proven I'm not statistic is far less than one percent. Far less. Like I said, you're more likely to get killed by falling down the stairs than you are to be killed in an unjustified shooting. The assumption. There are a million commissioned officers. Right at around a million. It's like nine hundred and something thousand in the United States. Right. And we have what one incident we latch on to maybe a month but that and sometimes that's a my year point. my point is but my and i'm not saying even, and i'm saying there would be red spots on a map if you looked at where those incidents happen where what's diluting it and making it not happen as often is because from here to here on the map which is a large chunk in the midwest you're not seeing anything except for in that hot spot chicago st louis but Oklahoma but, City was the highest per capita in the United States just a few years back. But yeah. the point being is, is, is I'm not saying it's even a group of. I'm just saying that shootings. There are individuals bad. out there who join the police force to do ill-mannered things. It's not a group of people. It's not departments. It's an individual. There are individual people out there. Okay, you're probably talking one and no, it doesn't 15, matter. It's thousand. one too many. Yeah. Okay. Because well, let, let's apply that logic to anything else, though, and it's an invalid argument. No, it's it's. But you're it's demanding perfection from human beings, I'm which is stupid. Perfection. It's just stupid. Yes, I'm not you are. demanding perfection. You want to get I'm, rid of the one. Yes, you don't want to get rid of the one. Go find a drop of water in the ocean. You don't. You're wanna, not going to do it. You don't want to get rid of the one. But would that one not stand out? If that, but I'm just they saying. They do, and they, they end up going down. They always. And do. that's my point. My point is, is if that one does expose themselves. But you've. That's that's the point I'm trying to make is you have one person exposing himself as a racist cop, then something needs to be done to him. Yeah. And normally and my, it is. And my yeah. and my point is is you want to yeah, and, and I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what you want that's what that's what we want to be done. We want if there's somebody in my company, one person out of out of however twenty thousand, twenty five thousand employees stealing money. You want that one person gone, regardless of whether it's just a fraction of percentage. Right. And you still have to go through the process and, of proving But my it. point is, is the narrative is this. The narrative is, is that one person, even though he's caught red-handed doing it, the majority doesn't want anything to happen to him because of the brotherhood. Yeah. And that's not the case. The case is, is that one person does something that gives them a bad name. It's proven he does something. You want the same thing that Kaepernick wants. He wants that. You want that bad cop who committed a crime to serve the, for the crime that he committed. Right, but Kaepernick and I do not 
we we don't have the same narrative. We don't at all. I, I he, th- I he thinks police it. brutality is the overwhelming biggest no, problem. I'm not, I'm not saying in black I'm not saying that. I'm saying what I'm saying though is 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 that you want that racist cop. He's saying that all cops are racist, and that and, yes. and all that. But the point being, when you boil it down to the brass tacks, I mean, just the very bare minimum, <clears throat> you want a bad cop off the force, like he says he wants a bad cop off the force, correct? No, we don't say it the same way. Not at all. You don't want a bad cop off the he, force. I don't think he wants cops, period. Because he thinks okay. all cops are yeah, racist. But you're assuming, you're no, assuming he's, that. No, he, he, his I'm argument saying, is so stupid and extreme. He thinks police brutality is this overwhelming problem. My point is and this. And it isn't. You're, 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 but you're, you're conflicting on percentages. Dude, listen, everybody wants perfection. It's something we all strive for, but it's nothing that can be achieved. Yeah, but if you find an imperfection, you want to get rid of that imperfection. Okay, but Correct? here's the thing. Why are you going to treat a cut on your finger if somebody's about to chop off your head, right? Deal with the over. Deal with the biggest no, problem. That's first. my point. My point if is, if you want to see communities like lift themselves up, you have to look at yourself. I agree. 100%. They're projecting their problems onto cops. What I'm telling you is the only difference between you and Kaepernick is the percentage point. Is the percentages? He thinks it's ninety percent of the cops are racist. You're telling me it's a small percentage. It's probably closer to the small percentage. But my point is this is when you take it down to the bare minimum, take the numbers and statistics out of it, and just you're looking at the, the bare root of the problem, you want a bad cop who is giving cops a bad name, doing things illegal off the force. You want that, and he wants that. He just thinks the numbers are bigger. I'm just and I'm talking, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm just saying from things that he said, this isn't necessarily like, you know, whether he believes it or not. I don't, you know, that's, that's irrelevant. The point being is, is, is you want a bad cop off the force, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's very reductionist of you, but yes. But well, I'm just saying that's, no, and I'm saying, I don't, I don't agree with the way he's going about things, and I don't agree with the full narrative of what he's saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, in the end, I think most people well, and want it, the bad cops off, and they want the good cops to stay. Right. And that, and that's that should be the narrative. So let's right. But there's always going to be bad cops. So are you going to choose? Agree. Are you going to choose to worry about that? Are you going to no. are you going to worry about but, like but, the eighty homicides a week in Chicago? No, I, I agree. There are always bad cops. But you you still, if you know about one, you want it off. Yeah, you, ideally you they would rectif- stand out instead of like you'd mentioned being a drop of water in the ocean. It would be like a drop of red dye in a glass of clear water. Right. You yeah, want it, you want it. But it, it's kind of like I mean, look is, at, here, is, here's an analogy. You go to a hospital. You have trauma ones, and then you have everything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you going to go and get what's going to kill you treated first, or are you no, going to go to urgent care and get a B12 I agree shot? With you. It's, it's, it's not about the... the Even pre- if you got rid of all the bad cops, it's not going to correct it's any not problem about the that percentage, they have. Though. It's, not, it's not about going out and trying to fan the bad cops. The, 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 the issue is, is when a bad cop exposes himself, yeah. take care of it. Yeah, and in that analogy, now, I'm, not saying go, I'm not saying go look for them. I'm not saying, right. hey, we need to go after the police force and ignore all this. Do your job the way it is. But when that bad cop exposes himself as a bad cop, right? But it's insincere to use that as your main argument. Yeah, I, I do want to say. No, I though. agree, and that's and that, and and I do agree with you from that standpoint. Like I said, is you're not there, fixing even if you got rid of every single racist cop in the United if, States, if bru- the same problems will persist. If brutality is your platform. They make it all types of brutality. Exactly, which they won't. Okay, now, and that's my point. Question the narrative. Why are we focusing or uh, on this? That's that's my point. Police brutality. Let's just do violence. Oh, you know, overall, you know, if you're a a a civilian who shoots an individual and kills them, 
the same penalty that applies to me should apply to a cop who shoots a, shoots, shoots an innocent person and kills him. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're a cop or not, whether they're a politician, well, that's how, and it's heavily dependent on the situation. And that's and that, and that, uh, it's, it is always a situational thing. But my point is, is just because you are a cop doesn't mean that you have a, a certain set of standards that you. Uh, that you get away with. You don't get away with the same thing. You shouldn't get away with the same things that I wouldn't get away with. But we also get put in extreme situations you're, you're, that you will no, never find yourself But you're in. allowed to defend yourself. I'm not saying right. that. I'm saying if you kill somebody in cold-blooded murder, you should have to face the consequences as well, if yeah. I kill somebody proven, in cold blood. You, you absolutely And will. that's my point. My point is... is that's my point, man. Your the point, point is sometimes is, not clear and concise. Is this the, the disagreeing, agreeing tactic it. of Josh Walker? <laughs> you said it. The point being is, is you want that bad cop off. As, then why as, do you keep trying to remake your point if you if the point's been made? You've remade your point four times. Yeah. We're like, not disagreeing on that. You just, you're just talking. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a podcast, <laughs> man. i got to no, fill it out. but I have something I want to say. And I, oh, I, we're I, way I, over an hour. We're at an hour and 20 minutes. I just want to <laughs> say this. I just want to say this one last thing because, you know, you'd mentioned the, the treating um, – you know, treating a cut, you know, when there's there's other things in the hospital. I would say that a racist police officer is more like an infection. And it's even a gaping wound is something that's an easy fix, but it's the infection that will kill you. And the infection is what needs to be taken care of. So in my in my opinion, if you have if you know, of all that, there's a lot of things. Cause it's not just racism, man. It, this is in all poor communities. Uh, you you see people who feel like the police are against them, but also in, in poor communities you see where police are needed the most because of the things that go on in poor communities. It doesn't matter what the what the percentage of ethnicities are, whether it's you know I grew up in a town where the majority of the of the crime that we have is from you know tweakers who are mostly just. You know, white people. I don't. Yeah. I, you don't. And I mean, that's you, more. You, you don't see. <laughs> no, and, like and that's you, what I'm like saying. the of the people I grew up with, the ones that went up to be criminals. I mean, I really can't remember anybody who isn't white that didn't grow up to become a criminal. You know, like of all the criminals that I grew up with, I guess I'm saying it all messed up, but I didn't know really any black people or uh, Native American or Mexican or any other race that I went to school with Asian. I didn't know any of them that really grew up to be criminals, as far as I know. That were my, you know, friends, but man, I, I had several friends that got into some legal troubles, you know, Whoa. who were white because they got into drugs and right. they got into doing, you know, things that, you know, they, they should have stayed away from and, and it caused a lot of problems. I know for a fact they didn't go to jail and they got drug court when everybody knew that they were the ones who broke into someone's house and stole everything so that they could sell it and buy and fund their drug habit. So, you know, all in all, you know, it you know the poor communities do seem to have the the biggest issue with feeling like the cops are against them and the cops that go into these communities feel like everything's against them because they're just trying to help the community and they're getting blowback because well, no one wants to go to jail or have legal issues and all this other stuff so it's a constant battle so really in that issue it's not it's not so much race as it is just you got two groups who aren't going to get along because what they're trying to do to get by on a daily basis is going against each other but where it happens and gets worse is when someone takes it a step further and they dislike that person and they judge them, not just because, you know, yeah, they're in a bad community and they've grown up poorly and they've got, they, they have a criminal background, but you also have this distaste for them because they're also another color. See, and that's the infection right. that needs to go away 
because it's one thing to put your knee in a guy's back and, and get him on the ground and cuff him and throw him in the back of your squad car than it is to just be just shooting. You know what I mean? I agree. And, and, and like Corey's saying, that's not happening that often. I know it's not, but that's the narrative that's been driven. But the w- narrative is is that it's happening everywhere. But, but, yeah. it, but, those, but those types of people are an infection, and we need to do everything we can to expose them, remove Agreed. them, and make it to where – it would be ridiculous to think you could get away with yeah, that kind of behavior. And one thing I do like is, and, and I don't know wants, if you like it or not, is the body cams are helping you prove that you're not a bad cop. Yeah, I get in trouble for mine all the time. <laughs> well, <but> the <laughs> Maybe you're a bad cop, Corey. <laughs> no, it has nothing the, to do with that. Yeah. But, the, but the point being is, but you know, is, it keep it keeps you safe. Yeah. No, I'm. Listen, I can, I can I can complain about it just because one, the system is terrible. Yeah. But. I mean, it does help. It does help a lot. I'm okay with them at this point. I a mean, good they're never going anywhere, so I'm fine with them. Yeah, I'd rather not have them, but yeah. it's fine to have them. It's whatever. The, the, yeah. I'm it's, indifferent. It's it's about the narrative. That's the whole issue. Is the narrative? Well, it's a false narrative. Exactly. It's, just, it's a false. That's narrative. my point. Question the narrative because the thing is, the your small whole point th- is you want to suggest oh. <laughs> question the narrative so that you can boost no, and, your hat and your crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah, going back and going back to what what Jeff said. You know, it's it's an infection. Yeah. All right. If you want to say it's an infection, it's an infection, but it's not the problem. Yeah. It's just, it's not the problem. The problem is violence within communities right. themselves. Yeah. Right. Until they police themselves, it's always going to be the problem. It's kind of like if you guys had quirks that I, I didn't like, and that's all I talked to you about all the time, you'd start to feel disdain towards me. Yeah. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. That's, no, I that's why I always get heated when people are like, well, cops, we got to fix it. And Even the little ones. And it's like, okay, I, just... I get it. I, I want that too, but... We're doing 99% good, and you're going to harp on me for 1% the all the time. And that's my point. My point is is, is, is <laughs> someone shoots, a cop shoots somebody yeah. and, and shouldn't, that's what we blow up. That's how all cops are. 0.002%. Right. When in reality, if you really want to give fair statistics to everything, yeah. the cops who were playing basketball with the kids, the, there's a video of a cop like, who went out to sled with kids. I mean, you just pulled up on some kids sledding down the street, jumped out, and all that. I mean, 99.9% of all the cops are those guys who want to go out and be positive on the community. And they want to hang out with those kids. They want to help those kids. They want to help these people out the best they can. The cops who go in and buy car seats for moms because she can't afford one so the toddler's riding in the, in the floorboard or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's 99% of the narrative, mm-hmm. right? But that's not the narrative that's being painted and that's my point. My point is is you, you can't look at the narrative that's being painted. And I have the issue with Kaepernick because he's painting the narrative of a very small percentage with a very wide brush. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Kaepernick came out and said, listen, 99.9% of all cops are legitimate people trying to earn a living. They're family men. And, and we respect what they do and how they do it. Yeah. But I'm <clears throat> activizing. Is that a word? No, no. But go with it. Anyway, I'm activizing, <laughs> or I'm 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 pushing to the list, pushing the movement to get rid of that small percentage because I think that small percentage is too small. Then you've got a case. You know yeah. what I mean? But the point is, is he's pushing the narrative to that. That's how all cops are. Yeah. And we got to get rid of. If it. you're being That's honest, my issue. If you're being honest. You should be talking positively about cops 99% of the time and then address that 1%, 1% of the time, but nobody will do it. And that's the point. Everybody likes to focus on the narrative. And that's why you got to question the narrative in everything. And that's how it is in everything with them in, in the mainstream media is, is that small percentage is always going to get and pushed not, as and, the norm. And let's not forget that Colin Kaepernick just took $80 million to not push that narrative anymore. And, mm-hmm. 
let's not just question the narrative. Questioning does nothing but just question. I can ask questions all day long. I can question, question, question. You got to figure it out. You got to do something about it. Yeah. I agree. Oklahoma City Police Department's hiring.